Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome to another episode of Ask a CISO podcast powered by Harangi. Uh, every month you get insider security tips and insights on the newest trends in cybersecurity from top CISOs to help you improve your domain knowledge and get better at your job. My name is Paul Haji, and I'm the CEO and co-founder of Harangi. And with me today is Sharan Gunasakara, author of the new book titled uh, Android App Security, uh, Mitigate Hacking Attacks and Security Breaches. Uh, so a bit about Sharan. Uh, Sharan is the director of R&D and co-founder of Madison Technologies, where he spends most of his time researching mobile malware, security, and forensic analysis techniques. In between bouts of breaking mobile devices, Sharan comes up with occasionally mildly interesting research topics. Also, a bit of humor. Uh, Sharan is also <laughs> co-founder for a bug bounty platform called Redstorm. He was the founding CTO and CISO uh, for Gojek in Indonesia, uh, which I'm sure most of you have heard of, uh, a ride-sharing startup that's currently valued at over $10 billion. Um, he spends his day advising and training the in-house developer teams on information security, uh, and he lives in Singapore here uh, with his wife, daughter, and, and two dogs. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you, Paul. I'm excited to be here, actually. Yes, yes. Uh, um, so starting question, I guess, like just kind of like, what, what have you been up to? What's, what's new? <laughs> well, I mean, um, mostly checking out the interior of my house for the past six months because we've been locked away. Uh, but I mean, like you said, like in the intro, uh, co-founded a couple of companies, right? One is the bug bounty platform called Redstorm. The other one is... Uh, the software, like it's a product development company called Madison Tech. In addition to those, like uh, the day-to-day -day stuff, like, uh, you know, handling the admin-related stuff, talking to clients, uh, making sure projects are on track, etc. Besides that, I've been doing quite a bit of research, actually, uh, in security. I've kind of fallen in love with that, I think, uh, after writing this second edition. So I've, I've got back into, like, really deep technical research and then kind of want to put that research out in the form of either white papers or, or posts on the website, right? Like, but not those, you know, the quick read ones. These are going to be fairly more long form uh, bits of research. So I've um, been doing that mostly and uh, trying to stay sane, basically. It's good. Yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, you know, staying sane during this time has, has been a challenge, although it's getting a bit better here in Singapore. Can now, yes. now go out and we had coffee a couple of weeks ago, so it was good. Yes, yes, that was good. Yeah. Uh, so tell us a bit more about your book, uh, Android App Security. Uh, the title uh, for, for the listeners is uh, Android App Security Mitigate uh, Hacking Attacks and Security Breaches. So, so tell us a bit more about it. Right. So this is like uh, you you read off again, uh, like it is the second edition of the book. Right. Um, and as a uh, the, the, the title suggests, I mean, I, I could have probably thought of a better name, but like, you know, I spend most of the time on the on the writing and the, the, that. Uh, but basically, it's uh, tackling um, aspects of security as like when you're a developer for Android apps, right? So it gives you things to think about in the in the sense of, you know, how you design your app to be secure, like how you treat the data that you collect, how much data should you collect. Um, and in this edition, actually, it's a lot more on the offensive side. So you could consider the, the first book, which I wrote in 2012, um, that was more of a blue team book, which is more on the defensive side. So this one is more about the attacking, right? Um, and like in a selfish way, I wrote the book to be like a reference 
for myself as well. So there's a whole bunch of chapters. Like if I, if I need to know like really quickly or what do we need to do to root an Android device, that's there. Like what do we need to do, do to break SSL pinning? That's there, right? Uh, so the way I intended the book, uh, this specific book was more as a reference for uh, security practitioners, right? I think more of the security practitioners should get a better um, use, they get better mileage out of this book as opposed to the developers. But having said that, you know, there's, there's also code in there and, and how to do SSL pinning, that sort of stuff, right? So I, I'm hoping that it'll hit, like, hit all the right spots for both sides, developers and uh, hackers. Great, great. Yeah, I think um, definitely my next question was going to be asking you who uh, will benefit from the book, but you kind of already answered that. But, but, but Well, no, I can expand. <laughs> 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 well, basically, so I, I, I'm sorry to run into that question, but uh, run over onto that question. Um, so uh, actually, this book is not for beginners, uh, to be honest. You have to have a lot of prior knowledge knowledge coming in uh, when you read this book, it's for, I, I guess, more experienced uh, security engineers, right? Uh, I don't handhold. I assume that you know a lot of stuff, right? Like how, how for example, like if you're testing an application, how to set up a man-in-the-middle proxy so that you can, you can intercept all the traffic. Uh, it assumes you know your way around, you know, using ADB, getting comfortable with the command shell, etc. So, um, I mean, there's a lot of books out there. I feel like uh, that you can get stuck in I, I, uh, as a as a beginner. There's a lot of resources out there, um, so I wanted to kind of make it a little bit more uh, appealing to to I guess a more experienced uh, set of people. So you you could say like more experienced security developers and and software developers should should find this more useful. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting, and I, I think the the detail that you go into uh, is is quite quite good. Um, yeah, I think uh, uh, for all of you out there that are looking to learn more about uh, Android uh, research, do do take a look at the book. Um, yeah, and like I mean, obviously your your whole well majority of your career has kind of been in security and development. Um, yes. But but where did you where did you get kind of the initial idea for this? Right. So uh, like I alluded to before. Uh, it's quite interesting, actually. 2012 was when I wrote the first edition, right? Uh, prior to that, I remember I just moved to Indonesia in 2009, and I had a <laughs> I feel so old saying this. I had a blog, right? That was that was very uh, you know, I gained a, quite a good following, right, of people, and I'd write stuff that just interested me, right, like about reverse engineering stuff, but I, I, I used to touch a lot more on the forensic side, right, um, you know, like PC forensics, device forensics, etc., and I did a lot of stuff around Blackberries as well. Um, through this blog, I was contacted by a few different law enforcement agents, right, some in the U.S., some in Canada, and mostly, again, working on forensics, right, and they just got in touch, said hi, you know, like said they liked the stuff that I wrote. And then we, you know, we, had, we got like dialogues going and we became kind of friends. And uh, I, I, you know, I'd, they'd ask a bunch of questions like on what they were working on and how to get stuff set up, I guess, for, for their forensics analysis, etc. And I was always excited to be a part of it, right? So I would just happily like 
help them, write them little tools here and there, and then uh, kind of, you know, help them in any way I can. So one particular uh, police officer, Shafiq, uh, who was in Calgary, uh, in Canada, right? He worked for the Calgary PD. Uh, he introduced me to another guy called Mike, Mike Harrington, who wasn't himself a police officer, but he uh, he worked, uh, you know, he knew a lot of law enforcement agents in the U.S. And he also had, like, connections to, I guess, publishers, because one day he was like, hey, do you want to write a book together, you know, about mobile device security? And I was like, hell yeah, you know, jumped on that chance, right? <laughs> Uh, but then unfortunately something came up and he wasn't able to kind of, uh, commit to writing the book with me. So he was like, look, I'm just going to hand you over to Steve, the, the guy from a press publishing, right? Um, speak with him and see what, what he's got going on. So I did. And Steve at the time was looking for more kind of, uh, books on Android security. So, uh, I, I had done a little bit on Android security at the time, but I, you know, I, I said, okay, let's, let's give it a go and see where we can take this. Right. So I agreed, signed the contract and, and, and wrote the first edition. So it's not really like I, I woke up one day and I was like, you know what, I got to write a book on Android security. It wasn't really <laughs> like that, nothing cool like that, but um, it, it just started like that. Like just, just because of the relationships I had with these guys and, and, and the fact that they kind of trusted me and, they, they were nice enough to, to introduce me to these people. And so, like, I, I kept in touch with Steve, uh, and he's actually, you know, hats off to him as well. He's been very persistent and persevering in trying to get me to write the second edition. Actually, he tried, I think, three years ago, and I wasn't ready. Um, but then uh, this time around, he was like, shall we do, you know, shall we do a second edition? And I was like, yes, okay, I'm ready for that. Uh, and, and we, you know, we got cracking on it and we were, able, we were able to release it which i'm happy awesome. yeah 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 it's good i'm sure it feels good accomplishing that it's quite quite a impressive accomplishment um so yeah it's good <laughs> yeah and i'm sure it's great to just have it done right yes shift, uh, yes yeah. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Um, so yeah, like, I mean, uh, I, I've never written a book before, um, but, but what, what is kind of like the most, uh, challenging aspect of it? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd like to say next to, uh, the amount of material you put in a book, right. Is the deadlines hitting the deadlines is very important, especially if you're working with a publisher, right there are many options where you can self-publish and then you can take the time to research and, you know, take as long as you want on each, each chapter. Uh, but when, when working with a publisher, you have to kind of align with their release dates and their kind of cycles, right? When, when books are, uh, you know, you get the first drafts in, then they do a bunch of edits and then, you know, you go back and forth, right? Until the book is done. It's, it's, it's quite a long process in the sense that, um, it took about, I think, six months in total, but there was about three and a half, four months writing. Um, so hitting the deadlines is very challenging in my opinion, because, you know, when you, when you're researching something and you, you want to put it down, right. You may get certain tangential topics, which are still related to the topic that you're trying to present. So. When that happens, you are stuck because you, you'd like to go and research that area, 
to include it, but then that means you're going to affect the deadlines for the other chapters, right? And then it's going to throw the whole thing off track. So balancing that out was the most challenging, I would have to say. And then, so so how I solved that, or I think how I solved that was I, within the book itself, I said, look, I'm starting a companion website. Uh, mm -hmm. It's called aas2book.com. Uh, I don't know, it sounds more like a porn site than a book site, but like, <laughs> uh, that wasn't intentional. Um, but so what I said was, uh, everything that like, I want to research in more depth, I will include on that website, right? And I, I already did that. I, there's already a post on there about Android safety net, which I wanted to look into in a lot more detail. So my idea is, um, again, I have a whole bunch of topics while writing the book that I wanted to address later. So I'm gonna do that. That's the research I'm essentially doing, right? And then I'll write mini chapters and then tack it onto that website. Because like these days, you know, like books are great and all, but everything's so fluid, right? Like you put something down on print and then it becomes obsolete like in a year or something like that because of the pace yeah. of evolution, right? So, yeah, I'd say so, you know, to give you a long-winded answer to that, uh, the, the, the deadline, sticking to the deadline was a, like a tough, tough thing for me. Yeah, I'm sure it's very difficult. I write a lot of content for Harangi's blog and yeah, it's very much, <laughs> you like, know, uh, you know, the exhaustive. Yeah, <laughs> you know what that's like, right? Yeah. Like, because you, you know, you probably want to do two or three rereads and each time you like reread it, you're like, oh, I got to change this or, you know, this yeah. could be better, right? You know? So yeah, I, I think I'm, preaching to the choir there <laughs> yeah yeah well, but also we got to get you to write a, a post uh, as well soon uh okay. i guess right we that can, we can link it to your new blog that sounds good. <laughs> i'd like to do that yeah i'll do that yeah um yeah so, so for anyone who kind of like wants to learn more about android security like w w what other books uh, or resources would you recommend of course yours but what, uh, what else? <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's a good question actually so um, getting into Android security, I would think uh, the approach I would kind of recommend is learning to write apps first, right? You don't have to be like a super skilled guy. Just figure out how to write apps securely. And because doing that, you can use Android's uh, vast library of documentation to learn how to do things securely. And then after you learn that a little bit, you, you know, you can then challenge those rules on how to write securely, right? By trying to break them and, and, and saying like, okay, instead of, instead of doing this, what if I, you know, what if I did things differently? And then using that to kind of get a good base uh, in your kind of app security career or your Android app security career. Um, but then two books, which I found really useful while writing my book, and I, and I include them in the book as well. Uh, one was Jonathan Levin's uh, Android Security Internals. He's got a new book coming out, which I'm, you know, impatiently waiting to read. Uh, and the other one was by Nikolai Enkov, I think if I got the name correctly, uh, called Android Security Internals. That's from Wiley. Those two books go really deep into Android internals, right? And gives you a really good understanding of how, you know, the Android layer connects with the Linux layer underneath. And um, I would think that like, those are probably a little bit too advanced for guys just starting out, but like I found them super helpful. Um, in terms of the beginner books, I would say, you know, 
find a, a well-known, well, well-reputed reputed publisher and, and get some books from them on the, on the beginner side. But before that, I'd say do a lot of your own kind of self-learning, right? Like learn to write apps securely or learn to like, understand how to write apps securely. And then from that point, you t- put on the hat of a, a guy who wants to break the apps and, and go from there. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like, and I think the self-learning thing is really important. I was actually just speaking on a panel for Black Hat earlier this morning as we were talking oh, about nice. before we started. Awesome. And uh, yeah, talking talking about like hiring and security and kind of like, you know, one of the things that's really important is like the passion and like self-interest yeah. right? and the self-research, right? Exactly. So most of the things I feel like I learned, I learned from like just doing it, not not from like someone teaching me. It was like actually like exactly. myself. Exactly. Right? That's that's yeah. super important, I think. And and like yeah it even like obviously it extends to hiring as well right like you you have to have the need like you you know the passion should be there to like really put in the work it's not so much of a oh, I clock off at five i go home it's just like a constant learning yeah. process right you should be driven enough to like you know <laughs> dig dig wherever you can to find information and like chase after people to to get uh i guess uh advice but that that Attitude alone, I think, will get you very far, uh, rather than just waiting for someone to teach you. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely how I learned to like manage Oracle databases. It was like mm-hmm. trapped in some dark closet back in, uh, in Palantir <laughs> days, kind of just uh, reading this aura one, two, three, four, five. What the oh, hell geez. does that mean? Yes. And then having to like walk outside of the because I was working in government facilities, walk outside, right. go Google, figure out what the error meant. Yeah, and then, and like, then oh my god, like, you couldn't do it. You couldn't do it with Google immediately. Holy shit! Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that uh, was horrible. Yeah. I remember one time I changed the host name on an Oracle box. Yeah, I never do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's just like like basically nothing happened except you couldn't write to the database anymore. So like of course you know it's like not a thing that you would like see right away. Yes, so, no. Like, yeah, was, you'll like, you'll hear about it eventually. Get, uh, like, you'll get a few yeah, messages and then you'll see people running around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, don't ever change the host name on the Oracle box. Nice um, right there. <laughs> yeah, and you know who told me to do it? It was a security guy. She was like, "Oh yeah, you gotta follow this new naming scheme." Oh, and I was like, God. "All right, yeah, all right, I'm, okay. I, I should be able to change the host name. That's not gonna mess with Oracle. Nope, definitely ruins it." No, yeah. I mean, you know, if you if you remember what Oracle did with with Java, after that they did something kind of similar. And they broke everybody's Java. It was a. It was. I can't remember the, the date exactly, but when they bought Java, they changed. I think they removed the word Java. Or they removed the word Sun, Sun Microsystems, yeah. and they replaced it with Oracle. And then because it was necessary for, I think, the VM or something, it just broke. Like your Java didn't work, and they had to like scramble <laughs> it. So yeah, that follows them, I uh, guess. <laughs> yeah, I remember like all the um error, the out of memory errors. Oh man, oh, yeah. from, from Java too. Like in reading the what's what's the file name, the Java. Like it would output this um file anyways yeah <laughs> yeah like that i mean i'm not sure of that but i remember doing a lot of memory profiling in the early days of gojek right because everything was in java and like you were yeah like figuring out like why you know your memory suddenly shooting up or like why you're yeah. always in like the garbage collector just oh, it was i mean it was fun but you know at some time it gets a little bit tiring but uh, yeah 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 Sometimes, um, yeah. So uh, at Harangi, of course, we, we frequently do uh, security testing on uh, Android apps. 
but but on the subject of the app design, like what are the principles you live by that like promote better uh, securely designed uh, Android apps? Right. So um, I I'm actually happy to know that I'm quite consistent because I wrote this in 2012 as well. And for me, it was always about the, the, the data, managing the data of uh, the end users, right? So um, I approach it like from this notion where it's not an if, but it's a when your app gets hacked, right? And mm -hmm. what you're going to do when your app is hacked or, or what is a, is a hacker or, or, or some evil guy going to discover when he hacks your app. So for me, um, I would advise looking at the data that you collect from your end user very carefully. Like for example, you have a profile page, right? In most of the apps, you have a profile page where, you know, it shows you your email address, your, your maybe your delivery address, whatnot, your phone number. Now, like you already know this information, you don't need to see it again, right? So when you when you go to the profile yeah. page, you're fetching an API request from the server, which sends back all this data to you. That in in itself can can be tragic if, for example, hackers figure out how to crawl the database, change the user ID, and then pull pull all of that information from other people, right? So my kind of idea is wh why do you need to send all that data that the user already knows about himself like why don't you send something like instead of giving his whole address why don't you just let him tag it as home or work or something like that and send back home address similarly like you can like star out the email address of his right so that like he's he has enough information where he can just figure out look at this is my email address right? i can change it uh yeah. so so that is i think uh something i would really advise because if by chance a, a hacker does break in and he sees this he's just going to see a bunch of like uh, you know non-personal information right so uh i would always still maintain uh look at the data that you're collecting and now on the flip side to that <laughs> a lot of apps and a lot of companies, a lot of startups collect a lot of data from yeah. their end users, right? Sometimes without even letting them know they're collecting it. And they need this for their analytics, for their algorithms to figure out how they can grow fast, right? Uh, I, I would, you know, in, the, in cases like this, I would highly recommend trying to at least find a way to anonymize the data, right? So that you can collect, obviously always collect data that you have permission to collect. But then at least try to anonymize it so that when the worst case scenario of a break-in takes place, your exposure is a lot more uh, limited. I'm not discounting like the secure coding and you know using obfuscation and all of that stuff, but I think those should be treated as uh, like additional layers or they're, they're, they're more like a bonus, right? They'll slow down the hacker, but they won't necessarily stop him. Because if I if I'm determined enough and target just one app, I can take as long as I want to kind of take it apart, figure out how it works, and then ultimately break into it. Right? Um, Obfuscation is not going to stop me. Um, so you know I'll find a way to look up the cryptic code and 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 ultimately figure out how it works. Right? So I'd say protect the data first. That that in my opinion is a well well designed app which collects the bare minimum amount of data from the end user and then then you don't even have to worry about how you store it right like 
you can store it, but then you're not, you know, you're not like wondering, okay, should I, you know, should I put this in a fully encrypted storage database or or, or whatever, right? You 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 can you can make better decisions after that. Uh, yeah, that that would probably be my one number one uh, piece of advice to 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 see a well designed app. Yeah, yeah, these are pretty good answers. Uh, definitely minimizing the data you collect and uh, you know making sure it's obfuscated where it needs to be is, is quite important. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah so, so uh, I guess like, uh, like how, how has your approach kind of changed over the past couple of years? Because if you know your first book was was eight years ago, uh, you mentioned some things haven't changed, but um, <laughs> you know, like, and, and how do you kind of see Android evolving as well? I think that's that's an important part of that question. Right. Uh, my so between the first and second book, like the first book, like I said, was all centered around like uh, from a developer standpoint. There was a lot of, you know, full disclosure, the first book wasn't that great. Um, I could have done a better job. Uh, I didn't. I was a lot younger. Uh, and I think consciously that's why I put off writing the second book as well. It's like I, I wrote about it in the book as, as well. You know, it's like being a stand-up comedian, but you're so young, you you don't have enough life experience, right? To, to even tell a joke. So yeah. I put off as much as possible. So there's like eight years between the two books. And I think throughout that, I saw and learned a lot to be able to put uh, into the second book. So the first book is all about defense. It's blue team. It's how you protect your data, how to do encryption, right, etc how not to do your own uh, crypto, uh, like your own encryption, which I have seen, which have failed miserably. Um, the second book is actually, uh, it's evolved to do more offensive stuff, right? So the second book is a red team book. It's all about how you break apps. I have two chapters in there where I take apps uh, from the app store and actually probe, let's say, like I, I don't fully hack them, but. Uh, I show you enough of how to get into the innards of the app to be able to alter parts of the app, right? Um, so it's all about offensive security on the on the second book, uh, rooting devices, breaking SSL, uh, and then how to do SSL pinning, and then how to break SSL pinning, so stuff like that. Uh, that's the evolution of the book. In terms of how I've evolved uh, doing testing, uh, on Android, I think I've gone lower and lower in the stack. So, you know, you can do app testing by setting up like a man in the middle proxy and then figuring out the API calls. But then uh, the, the, the more time I've spent looking at it, I've gone even deeper into looking at how the Android runtime talks to Linux, right? And then focusing on a lot of maybe hacks you can do on, on, on Linux itself, right? Or, or uh, for example, using um, the, there's one tool called Strace, uh, which tells you exactly what syscalls your Android runtime is making to the Linux kernel, right? And then you know from that point you can hook those specific syscalls using uh, debugging, and then you can actually see what goes like you can actually see SSL before it's written to the wire, right? Before it gets encrypted. So uh, I've gone lower and lower in the stack and. Uh, I think there's some merit to that, I think, because there's a lot of abstraction added to the top parts of the stack, right? People are always making it a lot easier for developers to come in and write code. Um, but but I think the bottom layers of the stack largely remain the same, and that's where you're going to find a lot of good uh, 
juicy stuff to attack. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I think that's good, good advice uh, as well. Um, yeah, so I guess my, my last question is, is one, like where, where can people uh, get your book? Uh, and then two, tell us, uh, I mean, uh, a bit more about like what you're going to be writing next. Right. The book is, uh, hopefully it's available at the A-Press website. It's on Amazon. It should be available like on most of the online bookstores. Uh, I'm hoping it'll get shipped to Kinokuniya soon so I could go do the obligatory like, hey, here's my photo with the book and post that on social media. Uh, but like it's so far, I think it's mostly online. So uh, the book is, is out by A-Press Publishing. Um, and in terms of what I'm writing next, uh, you know, as I did with the book, you're going to get a sneak peek before, but right now I'm not writing a book as such. It's a lot more on the research side of things. Uh, I want to kind of tackle that at least for the rest of the year to see uh, kind of what ideas will plop into my head and then um, we'll see. Maybe there's another book in me. I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 yeah keeping my, my options open. But at this point, um, yeah, uh, sadly have to disappoint you that nothing's in the works. Uh, solid. <laughs> well, it sounds like your blog, you know, I think there'll be some good content coming out there that people can look forward to. Which, I hope so, yeah, yes. Of course, yes. I, we'll do a collaborative post and yes. uh, can uh, link back, send you some some traffic. <laughs> good. I, I, love, I love the traffic. I know you guys have a shit done. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah i guess like wrapping up uh that was a great conversation and, and you know really really enjoyed myself as always uh sharon and thank you so much for introducing your book to us um i'm sure for the audience out there all of you interested in appsec will find this uh, uh useful and uh, hopefully you can go out there and buy sharon's book as well um yeah so looking looking forward to to speaking again uh soon and doing that collaborative post as well yeah, thanks, man. I mean, I, I really enjoyed this. It's always fun chatting with you. Uh, felt like it felt pretty natural as well, because I mean, we've, we've chatted before. Obviously, it's not, you know, it's not the full unfiltered version, but <laughs> I had a lot of fun. Thanks for thanks for doing this. And thanks for helping promote the book. Of course. Yeah, happy, happy to. And uh, to those listening to the podcast, thank you for tuning in. Uh, once again, this is Ask a Cizo podcast. And this is Paul Haji and Sharan signing off. See ya.